1: Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane, about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson, about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
2: you get your podcasts.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross
4: My next guest is a wife, mother, friend, sister, and God-fearing woman who has been dancing since the age of four years old. She's a graduate from Jackson State University, HBCU, and earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Criminal Justice. She is the founder of Doll, Dollhouse Studios, author and star of the hit lifetime show, Bring It. She's back on my show today to continue our discussion of her book, Standing in the Shade, and her new emojis. And the Bring It Live Tour, that's something I'm excited about. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, Miss Diana Williams.
3: Good morning.
4: (laughs) Diana, what city are you in, my friend? What city are you in?
3: Well, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi today. The Dancing Dolls of Jackson start their audition process, an intake for new members. So I am here with them all week long.
4: Now, what is that? Explain that process to me right here because of the fact that last time we were on the show, people Sean, you didn't really get in detail about how how, how my kid can get involved. And I want to make sure that I, I I don't miss that. So you you, you open the door, explain the process. Because you're not only in Jackson, but you're also in Birmingham. And you also have studios in Atlanta, Georgia, correct?
3: Correct. Okay,
4: cool. But right now you're doing intake for Jackson, Mississippi studio. Talk to us about that.
3: Right. Well, for the Dancing Dolls, the Dancing Dolls are separate of the Dollhouse Dance Factory. The Dancing Dolls just practice inside of the Dollhouse Dance Factory. There's a huge misconception there about how the company runs, how the studio is, et cetera, et cetera. So when members want to audition for the, for the Dancing Dolls competition dance team, I always suggest that they start off taking class somewhere that teaches majorette and hip-hop because those types of backgrounds are what you will need in order to be successful on the team. Although it is not required, it is definitely suggested, because once you take those classes, it makes it so much easier for you to make the team. Getting training before actually trying to get the job is what you want to try to do. So that's exactly what I express to everyone. But even though some people still don't take the training process prior to, and they just show up for the audition process, we do the best that we can to train them prior to the actual audition itself. The dancers will come in in all ages, 5 to 18. They're all different sides from all different backgrounds. You know, we don't discriminate. We want everybody. We want anybody that wants to dance and has an idea of what it is it takes to do what it is that we do. We want them to come. We want to have them there. So having them around is definitely fun. Some kids make it and some kids don't. But it's always a fun process, especially seeing the kids grow throughout the course of the week and putting their best foot forward.
4: Now, what makes you unique? Because there's a lot of people out there, you know, I, I, I'm always hunting for the next star. I'm always looking, hunting for the Miss Diana Williams, so I can create me a hit reality show. What makes you that, special, Miss Williams? Well,
3: everything about me makes
4: me special, very different. <laughs> I created in nice God's image. Stop, stop, so stop, stop, I mean, stop, stop, you, you too much, stop, stop right there, stop right there. I mean, it
3: everywhere, but no, seriously, like... What about me? I'm, I'm just different from most people that you were, that you know. People give up a lot of time to do what it is that they do, and I I am definitely one of those people. But what makes me different, I think, is the fact that I give selflessness, selfless, selflessly, I should say, mm-hmm. without even looking back. I have done a lot of things for kids that. Probably wouldn't even know that I'm even doing the things that I'm doing for them right. in the in the background. You know, some parents don't even know that I cover fees for them, even when they don't have the money to pay it. If, and I know there's something's going on with them. I take care of it. I'm always reaching out to other kids to try to see what they're doing wrong, as far as school is concerned, to try to assist them on that level. Like, I'm not just a typical coach that sits in coaches and dance team in the studio. I'm all in their business. I want to know what they're doing, where they're going, <laughs> who they're talking to. I want to know about your grades. I want to know how you're doing your chores awesome. at home, Are you awesome. doing them on your mom's third. Awesome. And I want to know it all so that I can figure out how to make you the best possible you possible.
4: And that's what the ultimate goal. Let me ask you this. So so do you do do, do you have like scholarships there or, or could uh, individual purchase scholarships that could be donated to students who can't afford to to attend your studios, or how does that work or are are creating a problem for you? Because they got to have the talent to attend, Rashawn. They got to make the cut, so just being able to. The the dancing dolls is a community-based organization. Mm -hmm. We're
3: not a finance. We're not a federally funded organization. It's funded, financed from my pocket mostly. Mm -hmm. You know, the parents do pay money for uniforms, but all the parents don't always pay like they're supposed to or do what they need to do. So then, the financial responsibility falls on me, and it's been like that for the last eighteen years. Right. You know, so I, unfortunately we can't offer scholarships because the money for the scholarship becomes me, And I have my own child that I have to focus on and worry about. But if there are people out there that would love to donate money to the kids, I would love to have that money to be placed on their account so that if they are running behind on fees or if there's parents that need extra money for travel or what have you, absolutely, we would, we would take donations all day long.
4: Okay, cool. You're going to get a donation from Rashawn McDonald.
3: Oh, we appreciate that. We have several kids, especially in the Atlanta area. I know for a fact mm-hmm. I have a parent a parent of two who I will not name her name. Um I covered her fees for her kids for the full year just so they were able to come, but then her car broke down and mm-hmm. she wasn't able to even get them there. Mm-hmm. So it was like one thing happening after after another. So I know she would definitely be appreciative of appreciate any assistance.
5: Well,
4: I'm serious because of the fact that uh I do it for Wendy with Carol Robinson. She has a school for an acting school in Los uh, mm-hmm. Angeles, California. I, 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 my wife and I, we purchase 10 scholarships annually. Uh, oh, wow. For them. It's, it's, we've been doing it for like 10 years. And uh, I'm considering you my, my little sister now, Miss Williams, okay? Well, and I appreciate I, that. I, I got to bring you on board into the fold. I got to introduce you to my wife so she can, she can say, okay, we're good. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: because I because you're doing because that's the part that I wanted to bring back on the show because of the fact that you know the, the, the show edits you know energy they edit they don't they don't allow the story to be told the big story to be told and when you was on the show I was like really in awe of the short conversation I went there's so much more we should be talking about and I told you that when you was in my studio I go I got to bring you back could you come back on my show because of the Absolutely. fact that. A lot of people, uh, especially like I'm, I'm from Chicago from a standpoint, I worked there like five years. And dance clubs and dancing is really big in Chicago. And I know how impactful that is in the Chicago community. And the fact that you now have studios in Jackson, Mississippi, or Birmingham, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. What is the, what is the, uh, tell me, is there a limit to what you're going to do? Or Talk about the reason why you're expanding like that, like this. Sure.
3: The one of the biggest reasons why the expansion is necessary is because being able to have an outreach program that reaches outdoor, literally outward outside of the state line is something that's important to make sure that you can reach as many people as possible. Now, the platform that I'm on with this TV show has given me the opportunity to meet so many people and to be around so many people, and the fact that my studio was just in one stationary place, everybody couldn't get to me. Right. I understood that. But I had the opportunity and the means to be able to get to them, so it just made sense for me to say, you know what, Diana, why not just open up a studio or location in their area and go to them? Everybody can't always go where you need them to go. Everybody can't always be where you need them to be. Everybody can't always do what you actually can do. But it's important that celebrities, if they have an opportunity to use a
4: platform that God gave them in the first place, that you use it. And that's, that's what I've been trying to do. Let's let's go back, you know, uh, your book. You know, yeah. you, you, we talked about it last time. Your relationship with your mom was, was yeah. it's not the perfect relationship. What did yeah. you learn about the relationship with your mom and you being... Because I feel like you're a giant mom now. You're a mom to all yeah. these kids. You Because you're so... All the things that you talk about... A mom will do for their child. And so yeah. I feel that you know you now your mom in Jackson. That's where you started. Now you're a mom in Birmingham. Now you're a mom in Atlanta. And so that's that's a lot of emotional bandwidth that you're putting out there. How do you, you how do you how do you how do you hold yourself together? I
3: I'm normal like anyone else, so I cry. You know, I try to not stress. About it, even though that's hard because you're dealing with so many personalities. And when you're dealing with girls, my husband always says women are emotional creatures. So when you're dealing with girls, there's different attitudes and all that there. I try my best to literally place myself in their shoes and mm-hmm. understand every situation, mm-hmm. but I've learned to not take it home. I used to take home so much of the stress on these kids that I didn't sleep. There were times I wouldn't eat. I was so much stressed and overwhelmed, I even lost weight because of some of the stress, dealing with a lot of what it is that I do. But because I know that this is the purpose that God gave me, and I know that having this weight on you Mm -hmm. is the reason why you're able to be so successful. God is not going to ever give you more than you can bear people saying all the time, but I am a walking, talking testament to that. I have watched kids that have been from abusive homes, broken homes, parents walk out on them, abandoned kids, kids that are foster kids. We have had a lot of kids come through our program. Right. And I literally take it all in. I've had I've had foster brothers, so I understand what it's like. I understand what it's like to love your mom and your mom not always love you back. Mm-hmm. But then in, in the end, like my mom and I now, we have a great relationship mm-hmm. now. I think that you know, with everything that I've gone through and having to deal with so much of what I dealt with, I think that it created more of a bond with us because she didn't know.
5: Mm-hmm. You now she mm-hmm.
3: she got my book. I didn't want her to read it. I'm gonna be honest. I did not want my mom to read my book of a lot of stuff that. It's in the book I never told her. Mm -hmm. I kept it to myself. As most kids, you know, we we bottle things up as adults and even as children. We bottle things up and we keep it to ourselves, and I did that for a long time. That book set me free, Rashad. It set me free. Mm -hmm. Like I was able to talk about things that I hadn't ever spoke out loud about before, and it was a necessary evil. I needed to do that. My mom and I now, we're good. You know, we're in a good place now. We crap jokes. We can text you. (laughs) Speaking of Emoji, she downloaded my Emoji app, Mm -hmm. and she keeps sending the same one. I'm like, why do you keep sending that one? She says, because it looks like me, and I can do that. I'm like, yeah, right.
4: Tell us about this Emoji app. How did this get started?
3: Well, uh, my publicist, Erica, brought to, to me um, an idea to do emojis because my personality is so vibrant. And why wouldn't people want to have text messaging conversations utilizing GIFs that look like me, talk like me, and act like me? You know, we as women are feisty creatures now. We some feisty mm-hmm. <laughs> And we have these conversations where we snap our fingers and roll our necks and we go through the whole the whole motion. And it just makes sense to have an emoji that assimilates all those things. You can have a whole conversation with my emojis without even texting one word. That's just how good they are.
4: <laughs> That's fun. It sounds It sounds like you.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's only available on um, iPhone right now. Um, the Android app is supposed to come out later in the fall. You got
4: to get because I'm Android now. I'm an Android guy now. And you know that the dominant... Android is the dominant brand for the African American community. It's going to let you know, so you got to get over to the Android side. That's where most of the African American yeah, uh, users are. Our Android users. I want in closing. I just want to thank you for coming back on my show. I want to thank you for being the uh, I, I justify me for bringing you back because you're a special, young lady, and I'm a fan of yours. I'm well, you. um, gonna have my staff reach out to you so I can get that check to you to support some of your the, these uh, underprivileged kids in Atlanta, Georgia. Know that I'm a fan. I know you're going to be back on the show in late May so we can promote the Bring It Live tour. Keep winning, okay?
3: All right, I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
4: How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, com slash plan. And change your life. Can you hear me? Why can't I hear myself? What's going on? here? There I go. Couldn't even hear myself for a minute. Rashawn McDonald going crazy early in the morning on a cold Atlanta, Georgia day. My guest is on the line, which is really great. I always like when I guest guests call in all the time. I don't have to hunt him down because he plays football. You know, he knows there's a schedule, so he's on time. My next guest is the starting safety for the Minnesota Vikings of the National Football League. He's also the co-owner of a cold therapy facility in Richmond, Virginia. He played college football in Virginia, one of my favorite schools. He was signed by the Vikings as an undrafted free agent in 2015. He uh, also has one of the coolest social media names. Who's that dude? (laughs) Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Anthony Harris. How you doing? Good morning. Anthony, where you come up with the Who's That Dude? I love that name, man. Where you get that name from? <laughs> that's from the alma mater. Um,
1: you know, I just tried, decided to put a little spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, instead of spelling it W-H-O, I decided to go, you know, with how, I, how my alma mater
4: spells who's um, and kind of correlate that to my my university as well. So that's part of branding, huh? Just You're a branding guy? You're a marketing guy? What's your, what's your degree background?
5: <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to do it. I try to be a little bit catchy, you know, um, you know, coming into college, you know, as a freshman, it was all about, you know, coming in and proving myself. And yes, sir. Um, and one thing I wanted to, you know, kind of set right away was, um, you know, I kind of wanted people to, to grab people's attention and kind of make them ask themselves, who's that dude? So um, some people think it's kind of more one of those things where I'm being a little bit confident and. And it's like a rhetorical question, but um, it, it was intended to be like a genuine question of making a statement and having people don't wonder who's that dude.
4: Right, 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 right. So when you say, are you bothered by that when people say that's uh, uh, the word cocky or overconfident? Uh, you know, I see your photos, you know, you, you you have a model style about you, which I like, you know, so so does that <laughs> bother you? You know, you're posing, you know, you're, you're making that hit, you know what I'm saying, on the streets. Are you, uh, what, what's your future in that area?
1: No, no, it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much. Um I, you know, I understand a lot of people are gonna have a, a different perspective or a different understanding of different things. So um, you know, when they when they tend to ask me the question or um, you know, I tend to kinda you know let them know or, or if they try to suggest um that, you know, maybe I might be meaning in that way. I just you kind know, of explain it. No, uh, it's not. It's not intended to be that way at all. But uh, I don't get offended by it at all.
4: Awesome. Well, it's great. We're going to talk about your business, but it's that time of year. We just finished the NFL Combine, which I think is uh, blowing up. Uh, you know, I see all the celebrities that are tweeting various athletes who are running forties and lifting weights and doing shuttle drills. Were you able to participate in the NFL Combine when you came out?
1: No, um, I I got invited. Um, at the time, I was recovering from a shoulder and hand surgery I had gotten December. Um, so me, I, I had the privilege of attending the combine, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to actually participate in any of the drills. Just I was able to, you know, visually experience that as well as just the interaction with the coaches and the players.
4: Yeah, you got to, to walk around in your underwear, get the measurements, and talk to the coaches. That's what you got to do. Right? <laughs> 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 which is famous man it's famous so so that's part of the process now I reason I wanted to talk about um, your, your, your NFL experience a little bit because you were an undrafted free agent which means you come mm-hmm. into camp with no guarantees at least if you get drafted there's a general feeling they want to keep their draft picks when you come mm-hmm. in as an undrafted free agent what was running through you first of all when the draft, draft you went through the process of sitting through all these rounds of draft did you make a big deal did you have a draft party or you just wasn't or oh, you say hey, I don't know where I'm gonna get drafted. I'm gonna just lay low and find out what happens. How did you approach your draft day?
1: Um, for me, it was. Uh, I actually had a little family gathering. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for for me, it was it was kind of a one of those things where I was ex- expected to be taken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the second to third round. Mm. Um, but for me, a guy coming out, um, never really experienced it. Um, I've always kind of you know took the you know. Um, the little l- low, subtle route. Um, so I had a few people over. Didn't really make too much of a deal, big mm-hmm. deal about it. You know, growing mm-hmm. up as a kid, I had to watch the NFL draft. And, um, you know, you hear about the different mark drafts and, and where different players mm-hmm. are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And it never quite works out like that. So mm-hmm. um, for me, I had kind of prepared myself for, you know, the unexpected, mm-hmm. um, which was anything could happen. So mm-hmm. we had a few people over. Um, ended up going undrafted um but before the draft was over um you know in the last round or so um i had a number of teams call up right. um and and at the time they either said that they they were out of picks for the for the draft that year or either um you know they were going to go in another direction with another position with their last pick um but they you know expressed that they had interest of, um trying to sign me to their roster um for going to camp so um, at that point I was I was I felt pretty good about uh getting the opportunity and for me it was just about if I can get an opportunity that um I'll be able to show and prove that, you know, I belong in the NFL. So that pretty much happened for me going into camp. My mindset was <clears throat> pretty much that, you know, whatever team I went to that they were getting a steal. Um right. whether they knew it or not. Um they it somebody didn't, it special. didn't really matter, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't really it didn't really matter whether they knew it. Um, Or not if they that they would was getting a steal um, with an undrafted player, but um, that was kind of my attitude going in was I'm gonna go in. Nobody's gonna really expect anything of me, right? Um, But once I get healthy, um, people are gonna you know they're they're gonna have to take notice
4: um, just by my level of play and just going out there and showing what I can do on the field. And that has been the case. And they also say just note to my uh, viewers and my listeners. It said when you get late in the draft like that, it's actually better to be undrafted because you can actually negotiate a better deal for yourself and you also can control the team you want to go to. Is that not true?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, part of the business side of, you know, that they particularly say, you know, the first, the first three rounds are, are guys who they really, really want um, and, and really expect to, you know, make that final roster. Right. Um, But, you know, the, the NFL, it's, it's a very competitive work environment, a very competitive business. Um, there are people who come in and get drafted and, um, you know, once the season starts, they're no longer with the team um, just because of the number of spots and just how competitive it is. Um, but, you know, the later rounds, um, those guys, they go in and get opportunity. But at the same time, you know, b- being able to go in as a free agent, um, it does kind of, the one advantage is kind of controlling what situation you go into. But, you know, at that point, you know, if you if you fall in the free agency, um, category, then you're you pretty much got to compete wherever you go anyway. Yeah.
4: The the last two years, I'm a big football fan, so, uh, you know, when you talk about a talent like you, it's all about transition. What do you do when you're not hitting somebody? What do you do when you're not playing football? And I'm assuming that what you're doing, uh, opening this cold therapy uh, facility in Richmond, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, is part of that transition, and small business that you're trying to create for yourself. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's about, you know, creating that opportunity, creating that platform, um, you know, for you to be successful. And that's, that's successful on the field. Um, you have to, you know, translate that to off the field as well. So, um, in season and off season, that stuff translates to from diet down to recovery as well. Uh, you know, going into tough workouts and being able to, you know, finish up your day and get your body ready to go the next day. That's just as important. So for me, um, you know, I decided to, you know, I used the cryotherapy business, um, and then once, you know, using that to help improve my recovery, I decided to join it, um, as mm-hmm. far as business wise and expanding there.
4: Okay. Let's, let's break that down a little bit. Just to generally, uh, uh, is cryotherapy, sometimes known as cold therapy, is a local, a general yep. use of low temperatures in medical therapy. It's used to treat various, uh, type of tissue issues. Now, I'm a regular guy, you know. I, would I would I engage myself in this type of therapy? Just a regular guy out there playing hoops, or a guy who runs like uh, several miles a week? I know you're not just you're not just attacking. Are you attacking just the everyday athlete, or the or the wannabe athlete, or the high school athlete, or the or the or the semi pro or pro athlete? What are you What are you focusing on with this a facility? Um, this it's just,
1: it's just the uh, you know. Um wealth a wealth fitness um you know approach Um, right it's Mm -hmm. it's not just for the you know the professional athlete or or the everyday athlete that's going in um this is something in a service that you know can um be utilized by a a large-scale crowd um it doesn't necessarily have to be recovery for fitness it could be recovery from injury um you know you don't have to be in sports to, to you know to be involved in an accident and and have some sort of injury, so um, I mean we have people who come in from getting in car accidents, they have having back pain um, they can hop in the machine and you know it it pretty much <clears throat> excuse me, it pretty much helps their body recover as far as dropping their body down to a low temperature um, causing the body to have it heat itself up and that helps with blood circulation and you know flushing out that old damaged tissue and that old damaged blood
4: in that area and getting, you know, fresh blood in there so it can properly heal and heal faster. Well congratulations. Uh this is Anthony Harris, um, very talented starting safety for the Minnesota Vikings, graduate of the University of Virginia uh, in sociology, three and a half years. Uh you keep winning, young man. Um uh, please tell your team to send some banners and posters so I can promote your business on my social media. And I look forward to having you back on my show. More money making yeah, really appreciate the time. Thank you, my friend. We'll be
5: right back with more
4: from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated BestEgg. out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan. bestegg.com slash plan. Again, bestegg.com slash plan. And change your life.
0: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
5: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products... The universe doesn't have to deal with you.
0: Money-making conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
5: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money.
2: (laughs) Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit rashawnmcdonald.com.
4: My next guests are a Power Couple. I call them a Power Couple. They are co-producers of the Bobby Brown Story, which scored at 6.7 million viewers with the number one rated show on BET, Facebook, and Twitter. It has also been nominated for three 2019 NAACP Image Awards. And they are co-owners of the production company, Brown Ribbon Entertainment. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Grammy Award winning Entertainer, producer, author, and entrepreneur Bobby Brown and his wife and business partner Alisa Brown. Welcome to the show, team. <laughs>
5: thank, thank you for you. thank you for having us. We appreciate it.
4: Well, great. First of all, Alisa, uh, this is my first time meeting meeting you. Uh, welcome to the family.
5: All right.
4: Thank you, Rashawn. I appreciate it. <laughs> now, I, 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 Bobby. Last time I met you, man, we was in the the Circle of Sisters. Um, uh-huh. I walked by the table with my staff, and I saw this barbecue. Just, just I'm mean, not barbecue. It's hot sauce. They said, "Bobby Brown, hot sauce." Just,
5: just, just and I went,
4: and they, I said, "It's Bobby Brown here. It's Bobby Brown here." And you was over there. They had you on a raised platform, and just a, a huge crowd of people, and you was doing, uh, I guess, an, uh, an exhibit, a demo.
5: Again. A demo, yeah.
4: A demo. And uh, a demonstration. And um, I I took the hot sauce home because I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm a southern boy from Houston, Texas. I, I used it on my chitlins. I'm just going to go southern on you guys. I put it on my oh. chitlins and white rice,
6: okay? Oh. Uh, fried
4: <laughs> chicken. I had to put it on my fried chicken. And so, so uh put it on my eggs. And I'm going to just tell you, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Thank I'm a fan. So I'm a fan.
5: Okay? Thank you so much. Um... Yeah, it's been going really good. Um, we have the barbecue sauce. We have the fried chicken mix. We have um, our seasonings, the brown, um, I mean, the Boston blend and the everyday seasonings. Uh, we're just, we're, we're really just trying to build the company into into a major, major, you know, um, thing.
4: Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. And, uh, because I, I I went to the website. And um, and I, I can cook, you know. I, I'm not a Bobby Brown cook, but I can cook. Okay.
5: Uh,
4: I, I don't have my seasoning. I don't have my sauce, Bobby B. But I can cook. At <laughs> least I don't have that either. You know what I'm saying? My wife mm-hmm. thinks she. My wife thinks she can cook better than me, but that's another story.
6: <laughs> now yeah. the recipe. We don't have that bite in our house, actually. Bobby, Bobby definitely, hands down, can cook. Um, you know, I got some a few
4: traits up okay, my sleeve. What's, what's your few tricks up your sleeve? Now? No, but cause... I'll
6: tell you that this brand, this brand was developed off of Bobby's homemade sauces and and his, you know, seasonings, how he combines them, and his perfectly, perfectly fried chicken. And so, you know, just with his creation and my business mind, we thought, you know, we got to bottle this up and sell it.
4: Well, you know what I loved about was the Bobby Brown Bag It In Fry Mix.
6: Yeah, brown bag in it is what we call it, and it's just like a new school shake and bake. It's a great- I know. Yeah, you know, right? So the the crazy thing is watching Bobby fry some chicken is pretty masterful. He uh, just puts the right amount of mixture with the seasoning, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, he he says one of his uh, one of his tricks <laughs> is you know making sure that oil is exactly the right temperature. But when that chicken it comes out, Rashawn, it is so light crispy, the right crunch, right seasoning, and, I mean, never greasy. So I thought, you know what? For someone like me who does not really know how to fry many things, I just, you know, I don't do a lot of frying, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to learn. And I remembered back in the day the shake and bake and how was that created. So that's what how the brown bag and it came about, how to show someone like myself and many others how to fry um, your food's really light and easy, and it's it all comes together. It's the bag you can drop your your meat or your choice of fish or whatever in. You put the seasonings in there that's already comes in a packet. Wow. You shake it up and drop it. It's as easy as that.
4: I'm going to tell you something. When I saw that on the website, I go, this is brilliant.
5: <laughs>
4: you know, because I'm telling you, because if you go to the website and you see the recipes he has on I I kept going, okay, what else? Cause that's what, cause that's what really hurts people in in cooking, you know. And they, and we're in a society of now where people are, you know, they're they they're, they're, they're do it yourselfers. And yes, so so when fine. I saw the the chicken recipe, just throw the chicken in there, and I I say, when the chicken floats to the top, it's done. <laughs> Most people don't even know that, right? <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I tell I'm telling you, tell you, I read the website. now. your boy was doing his research. And I going, I didn't know that when the chicken yep. floats yep. to the top, it's done. So, Bobby, yeah. you knew that,
5: huh? You, you have to let it float. When it floats, you, you know it's cooked all the way through. <laughs> so that you, um, It's not going to be greasy because the grease is going to be out of the chicken by the time you put it in your mouth. Wow. Wow. Wow.
4: Wow. Here's a, here's a quote on the website that I love. I'm just going to say this. Uh, it's on the, on, the, on the website. We are committed to serving you seasoning and spices of great quality and good to your body. All of our products are gluten-free and non-GMO, made with all natural ingredients and no preservatives. No animals are used in making of our products, so cooking with Bobby Brown Foods is a great choice for our vegetarian and vegan customers. We're continuously coming up with new products, so please stay tuned to see what else comes out this year.
6: Yeah, we're super excited about that. We have some... um, and we're, we're just finalizing bottling some of our marinades and dressings, which we're super excited about. We have a three-in-one sauce that you can use as either a marinade, a dressing, or a dipping sauce. And, you know, we're just, just geared up, and we can't wait until, you know, we are just stocked all the shelves with everything that, you know, our family likes to eat. We, we really are... Conscious about putting things in our body that are healthy, obviously for our children and ourselves,
4: mm-hmm. and
6: um, and still have a lot of great flavor. You know, that's the thing that we, we're trying to blend together so well.
4: That's important too, because the fact that this is a brand, the reason I really like it, I, and I always talk about the power couple, because mm-hmm. it allows us to understand that there's you, you win, you win both ways. You know, you got to have a the, the white point of view. Or, and the, and the husband point of view, the male point of view, or the female point of view, and it has to be a partnership because you can't win with some one side feeling that this is how it should be done, and the other side said this is how I want it to be done. You have to win with a, a joint thought. That's why when I talked about the, the 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 Brown and Baggett, you know, both of them were excited about it. Both of them were yeah. That's, that's the way to go. That's oh, the way to yeah. go. yeah, we're
6: know. definitely excited about it. Our kids love it, too. So. You, you
4: got to. You you got to. You know, I, I, because of the fact that when I, when mm-hmm. it, now I, now I went to the recipe, the shrimp a the Bobby. Oh, shrimp a la mm-hmm. Bobby. Oh, come on, come on. Tell me go about ahead. that, Bobby. Come on. Tell me about that, Bobby.
5: Shrimp a la Bobby is, is something that I came up with that um, because I don't like, I don't like my kids eating too much fried foods. So I came up with shrimp a Bobby, which is, which is basically uh, um, uh, like sauteed shrimp. It's mm-hmm. like a, um, uh, um, it's like a shrimp scampi. Yeah, it's like a shrimp scampi, mm-hmm. but with peppers and, mm-hmm. and different ingredients. We get the that, vegetables um, in there with his
6: peppers, mm-hmm. all colorful peppers, and of course, kids love rice. But yes, they're all they're always very picky about what their sauce looks like. So he makes a, an amazing sauce.
4: Let's let's switch gears and go to the entertainment here. Bobby Brown. Why yeah. do people love you, man? Why they love you,
5: man? Uh, I'm just Bobby.
4: <laughs> like your, your cousin? Because, see, the thing about it is that we've had an interesting life. You know, when I was managing Steve, we've always crossed, whether it's an interview or being on stage or acting. I remember we did the movie together with Beyoncé. You was acting in that. And I always said, this guy can really, really act. You're, you're a comedic actor, but also a serious actor. Any aspirations to, to really take that to, you know, go down that lane and acting there. Other than well, just
5: the- yes, yes. Um, but right now, for right now, um, I'm just really concentrated on the, this new album that I'm going to put yes, out, um, and this tour that I'm doing with RBRM, which is for the love of it. Yes, sir. Um, we're just really, we really just want to get back out there and um, entertain the people. I mean, that's where we started, and that's. Where you know where where the love where the love is you know mm-hmm. so for the love of it tour is coming to a city near you, and um, we're just we're just happy to be together, Ronnie Bobby Ricky and Mike. Wow. Um, we just like I said for the love of it we're I'll doing you, it you for know, the love of it. I mean
4: we're doing the Hoodie Awards. I had to, I had to had to come out and perform and open the show for us, and we had this Ford car, this this, this brand new car. Out in front of the stage. I was <laughs> <I'm
5: just, laughs> front of the stage. I remember.
4: And, 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about Bobby Brown was on that car boy. One of the executives going, "Is he going to dance?" Be quiet. That's Bobby Brown. Be quiet. He had slid <laughs> on that car boy. That, that nobody. I've been doing this show fourteen years. Nobody ever stood on the car, slid on the car, touched the car until Bobby Brown came along. It, set that, <laughs> it was sixteen thousand people. It was always sold out. It was sixteen thousand people at yes, the MGM sir. Grand. And new addition came out there, and Bobby Brown did his thing. He jumped on that car, and boy, everybody went. Oh, it was like room oh, went, and, and he didn't even fall off. And they went,
5: come on, don't be. No, proud. I didn't fall off, and I didn't, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. That's, that,
4: that's the key right there. He didn't did it. But that's the part about it because you know you are like uh you know like I uh, you know like you you you're a little Elvis, you know you're, you're James Brown, you you and you're you. That's a combination of that is really incredible to maintain.
5: You know. I I appreciate that because those are two of the, the, the entertainers that really influenced me in this business along with Rick James along with Michael Jackson along with Stevie Wonder you know um, I really tried and I really studied everybody you know in order to in order to become who I wanted to be mm-hmm. and I wanted to be all of them mm-hmm. so I tried to put all of them into what I do when I perform.
4: And that's important. Now, I'm going to ask you something, Lisa. You know, the, the Brown Ribbon Entertainment, the production company. What, yes. what What's the goal of that production company? What, what, what What's the vision of that production company?
6: Well, um, you know, my uh, background comes from entertainment as well. Not only music, but TV and film. Mm-hmm. And of course, Bobby's love of um, all of them combined. We wanted to start our own production company where we could start producing our own projects, whether they were developed by us or brought to us in script form already. And the Bobby Brown story was our first production that we put out, Mm -hmm. um, which we're very proud of. As you know, it's been nominated for three NAACP awards we're looking forward to. Um, But again, it's a platform for us to develop options. Stories that are written by us, you know, that mm-hmm. we think that need a platform to be shown. And as a production company, you know, you can get it done. We work and we have deals with different networks on the TV level and also on the film. We're very proud that we've uh, developed a relationship with other countries as well. So internationally, we like to distribute and license. So right now, we're just looking forward to, uh, to a few new projects coming And uh, checking out Brown Ribbon, really taking a powerful seat in the production world.
4: Well, congratulations. Because, first of all, you know I Googled you. You know, I'm no stranger to what you do. (laughs) You know, I'm over there looking at chicken, but I'm over there looking at you too, okay?
5: (laughs) You know what? I Google her every day. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the the
4: beauty of of, of our conversation. First of all, I feel like I'm talking to friends. I feel like I'm talking to two people who are are happy. And that's that's important thank you we and then, are absolutely and then so so when we when, this is the one question I want to get out the, the Bobby Brown story yeah Bobby I want you to respond and then at least as a producer I want you to respond Bobby why was it important to tell that story
5: um I think I I it was important because I don't want anybody else to be able to tell what I lived um and I wanted, I wanted the story to be told right. I wanted the story to be the truth um, and not something somebody makes up or something somebody read in a, pa- in a newspaper. So it came from my heart to the screen, basically. And um, we had a great writer with us, Abdul, and um, a great executive producer who is, you know... One of my good friends, um, Jesse Collins. Yes, sir. And yes. Um, it, was just, it was just important to get out there.
4: Well, thank you, both for coming on my show. Uh, send me that care package. I'm going to talk to Chef Denard you know well so I can give some videos with, with that uh, Brown and Baggett.
6: And we look forward to seeing you again at Circle of Sisters. We're always there every year. We, we're at plenty of other platforms, and you can just find out all the information
4: on our website, of course. Okay, thank you. We talk soon. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that down. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, com slash plan. And change your life. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, back on the air, talking internationally, talking worldly, talking socially, talking digitally, talking uh, on the radio, podcast, Alexa. If you have Alexa in your house, just enable money-making conversation. I'll start talking in your house, in your bathroom, in your kitchen, in your backyard, everything. I'll just start uplifting people. I start uplifting people on the sidewalk. That's how I do it with Money Making Conversations. I developed this show so I can let people know that they can win. A lot of people have a lot of obstacles. I call them stop signs. They hold them up. that they, they stop signs on display. When they wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, they see no confidence. They don't see any opportunities to be successful. All they do is complain. They complain when they get in the car. They complain when they look at the kids. They complain with what they eat. They complain with what they drive. They complain about the traffic. With all those complaints, finally they arrive at work. Do you really want to be working with that person? No, 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 no. I didn't. That's why I left and decided to bet on Rashawn McDonald. And I, and I bet on Rashawn McDonald every time I wake up every morning because guess what? I'm not a complainer. I'm what they call a doer. I'm what they call a the guy who... um. Is uh, a visionary. I've heard that thrown my way a couple of times. Uh, I would take it because guess what? If it's if it applied to a bigger check, I'm taking all special titles. Visionary, uh, influencer, uh, producer, uh, award winner, uh, uh, brand master, brand king. I'm taking all those titles if they tied to checks. Understand that. I turn anything down. What What isn't tied to big checks is words like loser, whiner, complainer, you know, Finger pointer. Nah, that's not tied to big checks. That's not who Rashawn McDonald is. My next guest is truly a winner. She's a winner. Um, first time I saw her read a book out of this weekend. Sell it from concept to reality. I uh, really, I'm excited about this book. I because guess what? So many people need this book. Uh, my next guest is living testimony to faith and perseverance. She was born in Jamaica, man, and raised in Canada. A she is the founder of Bravo's Real Housewives of Atlanta franchise. Who knew? I didn't know that. That's why I got on the show, bring her from the from the darkness to the light. Her goal is to empower women to pursue their dreams in the new year of 2019. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Princess Banton Lofters. How you doing? Good
3: morning, good morning, good Monday morning, right? Money-making Mondays, and I'm here, happy to be here.
4: Thank you for having me. Uh, First of (laughs) all, excited to have you on the phone because of the fact that uh, when my talent, uh, we have a meeting every Tuesday, and they always say, Rashawn, would you like this guest? I I go, they say she is the young lady who founded the Real Housewives of Atlanta franchise in Atlanta. Tell me about that. Tell me about I, I read the bio, but the people yeah. in public needs to hear sure. your story.
3: Yeah, well, you know what? And it's funny that people, people now, um, within the last, I guess, probably year or two, have become a little more public. So prior to that, I really kept, um, a low profile. So Absolutely. Speak, and I really focused. Yeah, I, you know, I, this this, day, this dream happened for me. Um, it kind of, I, I feel like I say television chose me. I didn't necessarily chose it. And I had a passion for doing something that was behind the camera. And lo and behold, I had this little idea in just the right place the right time. I, I met a producer in L.A. through a friend of mine who out there, sat down, started talking to him about a completely different concept or a different idea that I had and um, during that conversation, he started to talk to me about different things they were working on, and and I was familiar or got familiar with a franchise called the Real Housewives of Orange County, which was you know this is two thousand and six seven, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of said you know this is Atlanta, this show belongs in Atlanta, this is and there was nothing like it, nobody was taking a chance on. Female um, black ensembles for sure, and you know, listen, they they were candid and told me that, like, oh, okay, well, you know, you and I said, I definitely this is something that needs to be seen. I I can do this. Give me three weeks, and <laughs> the long and the short is, yeah, I said, you know, give me three weeks, and um, believed in myself and knew that I can really come here, and and I only been let me, let me say full disclosure, I am from Canada, and I only been in Atlanta for about. I'd say almost a full year, fully. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so it took a Canadian... You you're down here bragging and, and telling everybody,
4: this show <laughs> needs to be in Atlanta. I'm a latter night. It
3: needs to <laughs> be here, yeah. And I believed in it. I just came back and started talking to friends and word traveled. And my second interview was Miss Nene Leakes. Um, and the rest is history because she really, I loved her and I always said, well, who are your friends? And I had been interviewing women anyhow. So there's a lot of people in the city who knew me from the very beginning when this was just a dream and a hope and, you know, sitting on my basement floor trying to find people. So Nini kind of introduced me to her friends. I interviewed them, of course. The network production company loved it. And I just kind of went with it, and the train was moving, and thank God it did. And I jumped on and was able to sell that concept 2007, and now we're in season 11. And, yeah, and now I'm kind of finally stepping out and saying, you know, listen, um... If I can do it, you know, uh, any any anyone can, and or certainly women um, who have, you know, want to be able to pursue this type of dream. So that's my short long version of no, how. That's, it all a, how that's it. a
4: very uh, honest version because I know that yeah. uh, uh, when you get a franchise this big, that's associated with a lot of successful franchises. Now that you're coming out of the coming out of the uh, coming from the background, do people question yeah. your role in it? Do people question your level of participation? Oh gosh. Oh, listen, I will say this.
3: I started to say this, um, and I said it before I really even realized it was a thing that people were saying. But I say, you know, you got to write your own story or else someone else will write it for you. Control your Um, narrative. Control your narrative. Yes exactly. That was what was starting to happen. Um, of course, people in the city, I had a big premiere party season one at the W Hotel. Mm-hmm. It was an epic party, about 800 people, all the chat, media. It was really crazy. And so clearly back in 2007 when I stepped up and thanked everybody for you know helping me to, assist, to see my dream come to light and my baby and all this stuff, right after that, I about two years after that, I kind of stepped back. And what happened was I really, for me, it was a overwhelming, the, the media, the people knowing you, the criticism, and I just personally had did not sign up for that part, so right. I really took a big step back and focused on other projects and just kept myself quiet, um, and so really what happened was people just started assuming, and as television started to grow, people still don't understand how television is made and sold, and a lot of times, you know, you get on the show, and I worked on the show, by the way, I worked right. on season one and two very, very... I mean, without working on it there really I don't there couldn't have been a show because I told all the stories. Um, with the producers of course, but I initiated what those stories were prior to the show even selling. So I say all that to say I really did um shy away from all of that and stayed away and the the longer I stayed away, listen, people started to just assume things like you know, some of the producers who were working on the show created it. Or even for lack of of better understanding, Mimi created the show. Listen, Mimi had a huge part in bringing her talents and her gifts and other women to the show. However, there was this one young woman who just kind of stepped up and did it with the help of others, of course, um, you know, in the network saying yes. And so I just kind of started to tell my story, and now people are like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, and listen, there's a lot of people who – were there from the beginning that are now very very successful people who absolutely, are
4: always like, you know? I asked that question. I asked that question because sometimes you know, in this business, what you've learned is is is, is, is no word. The word humble is not a word you mm-hmm. use in entertainment. You have to be a horn mm-hmm. uh, horn tutor, tutor. You have to be a screamer. Mm-hmm. You have to be a brand influencer, social media. Because right. I because I, I, I compare what you've done to what uh, another talented female producer, Mona Scott Young. Mona Scott right. Young never dropped out of the background. She's been in the never. forefront, and that's, that, that was smart <laughs> yeah. on her part, you know, because absolutely very smart on her part. If anybody don't know, Mona Scott Young loving hip hop is, is her tremendous claim to fame, and uh, she's done, and she's written several books because of that success. And you're writing books mm-hmm. now, Princess. I'm gonna tell you something. This show wasn't long enough. You're a star, young lady. If we offline, I'm going to tell my Samantha, going to contact you. It's no pressure. Okay. If you don't have time to talk to Rashad no. McDonald, Rashad busy anyway. He busy. Anyway. <laughs> but I got time for you, girl, because you got talent. I want to help you um, promote your book, sell it you. from concept thank to reality. You, you. She's from, from Canada by way of Jamaica Mon. Jamaica Mon.
3: I am. I am. Can I add one quick thing? Really, really quickly. I will be doing a a show for a major cable network that I'm looking for talent. It's about family reunions. I'm gonna put more up on my Instagram. I'm also doing a show. Send me the banner. Send me the banner. That's it.
4: Send me the banner. Gotta go. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, com slash plan and change your life.
0: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
5: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products... The universe doesn't have to deal with you.
0: Money-making conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
5: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> me.
2: Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that... I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N. And McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit rashawnmcdonald.com.
0: is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
5: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. (laughs) Excuse me.